Saturday, 17th of Tammuz, when Moses smashed the Ten Commandments of Stone. I mean, it's one thing to read it in the Bible, <laughs> and then there's another thing to be going, that happened today. Yeah. That happened today. On this date in history, It was yes. a reality thing. So it was day 40 for Moses on the mountain with God. Now, that's alone. And now this was a supernatural fast. You can't do these. No water, no food, no nothing. Just him and God. 40 oh. days. Mm. He did this over and over, too. I'm guessing he was a skinny guy. So... <laughs> Now, day 40 begins on Friday evening. Tomorrow evening continues until Saturday evening. So here's the story of day 40, Exodus 31, 18. That's what's happening on the mountain first. So God gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. That blows my mind already. Mm -hmm. Now at the foot of the mountain, not as good. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink. And one, this particular verse says, rose to play. Yeah. Indulge in revelry, mocking, or sensuality. It was not good. And uh, Exodus 32 continues. So it was as soon as Moses came near the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing so Moses' anger became hot, and he cast the ca tablets out of his hands, and he broke them at the foot of the mountain mm. that had been written by the finger of God. Then he took the calf which they'd made, burned it in the fire, ground it to powder, and he scattered it on the water and made the children of Israel drink it. Whew. That'd be a lesson I'd remember. And Moses said to Aaron, what did this people do to you that you brought so great a sin upon them? So Aaron said, don't let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. So it's not my fault. It's, it's them. <laughs> but they said to me, make us gods that shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what's become of him. And I said to them, whoever has any gold, let him break it off. So they gave it to me, and I cast it in the fire, and this calf came out. It just, it just came out. It was a miracle. I didn't do it. <laughs> the funny part here is Aaron is the older brother. These are brothers, right? He's three years older. This is an 80-year-old man saying, hey, it just came out of the fire. I just put gold in. It just I don't know how it happened. So when Moses saw that the people were unrestrained, and Moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said, whoever's on Jehovah's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. Now Moses and Aaron and Miriam are all siblings. They're all from the tribe of Levi, right? So one of them, probably Aaron but or Moses, they probably kind of split the different duties, is the head of this tribe of Levi. So the entire tribe comes to him. And he said, thus says Jehovah, God of Israel, let every man put his sword on his side to go in and and out from entrance to entrance throughout the camp. In other words, every tribe and let every man kill his brother, his man, his companion, every man his neighbor. In other words, whoever is over here doing all this immorality, kill him. So the sons of Levi, according to the word of Moses, and about 3,000 men of the people fell that day. Then Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, that he may bestow on you a blessing this day. For every man has opposed his son and his brothers. So this day was a significant day, probably one of the most significant days in history when you think about it for the for the Jewish people because it was the day the Levites kind of got their calling and their destiny. Mm -hmm. You had the priesthood, the sons of Aaron, but this is the, the Levites themselves who, who had another job. So 
Numbers 18 tells us this new role given to the Levites was to actually serve Aaron and the priesthood, that they may join you and minister to you while you and your sons with you are set before the tent of the testimony. They shall keep guard over you and over the whole tent, and you shall keep guard over the sanctuary and over the altar, that there may never again be wrath on the people of Israel. So God didn't want to kill them. And he says, let's set this in order. And what I found interesting, too, is that the sons of Levi were given this role because it was Levi and his brother, Simeon, who murdered an entire town's males to avenge their sister, Dinah, mm-hmm. who was defiled by them and then married to Shechem. So these, you know, it's like, this is a warrior mentality tribe. And the first ones to stand up and say, no, if you're going to, if you're going to do this and uh, and rebel against God, you die. So most of these guys served by playing music, by opening, closing gates, and standing guard. But there was also this warrior aspect. They were responsible for packing up, transporting, reconstructing the tabernacle. The most sacred tasks, including bringing the sacrifices, were reserved for the Kohanim, the priests, the descendants of Aaron. So and this is another interesting aspect of this day, too, because when we think about the Jewish people, even today, they have this one real glaring issue. And Moses goes back to ask God to forgive them. Oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made for themselves a God of gold. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book, which you've written. And the Lord said to Moses, whoever sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. So here we find this first hint of the book of life Mm -hmm. when Moses asked to be stricken from the book you've written on the people's behalf. Now, that's a powerful image of this mediating role of Yeshua, Jesus. Meanwhile, if you listen to the fall feast when it come in, the Talmud or oral law says that the three books of account are open. This book of life is, are open on Rosh Hashanah, where the fate of the wicked, the righteous, and the, the middle group are recorded. The names of the righteous are immediately inscribed in the book of life. They're sealed to live. The intermediate are given 10 days. That's those 10 days to Yom Kippur to reflect, repent, and become righteous. The wicked are blotted out of the book of the living forever. So they just came up with that stuff. But nonetheless, that's what happens in the fall. For centuries, Tammuz 17 is just one of the days that the spies were in Canaan. Nothing special happens on this day. For centuries, it's just another day. But as time goes by, a profound irony emerges from these events. After generations of rebellious and worshiping idols, the walls of stone that surrounded Jerusalem were breached by Babylon and then Rome on Tammuz 17, 600 years apart, the same day. The exact same day as those commandments of stone were smashed by Moses. So I have to ask the question, is that significant? And I'll look at that in just a little bit. I think it is very significant. That's kind of ironic, a wall of rock and in these stones and these commandments, these tablets of stone are smashed. So God established something they didn't know until later on they rebelled. So we're going to look at that in just a little bit.